Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Paul St. Andrew, Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Greg Rios. Paul and Justin are real estate agents with Remax Results, and Joel and Greg are mortgage professionals with Cardinal Financial Company. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. MyInsuranceWarehouse.com and Country Financial bring you episode 23. Happy New Year, guys. Twin Cities on the move. Uh, my name is Paul St. Andrew. I'm a realtor with Remax Results. Greg Rios, Cardinal Financial, NMLS 1505482. And I'm Justin Sheeler with Remax Results. I'm Joel Benson, Cardinal Financial, NMLS number 1064642. Back in the saddle, you guys. We got de-quarantined. Yeah. We got sprung out of that, that Zoom Christmas podcast was i don't know if we could rescind that you know we're gonna retract that exactly no it's really good to be back it's wonderful to be back in the minnesota podcasting studios so thanks for having us down on snelling avenue today it's great to be here um new year everybody happy 2021 things are looking a little bit brighter here you know things have been some changes some things are moving forward here for sure um uh, real estate and mortgages is what we talk about. And, um, you know, it's funny. We were saying, gee, should we give them a mortgage update? Should we give them a, a real estate update? Well, here you go. Inventory is low. Rates are low. Go buy a house. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's, it's the kinda, same thing all over. It's yeah, kind of, just... yeah, it's what it's been for the last while, which is great. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's it's really a great time to be a home buyer in the world, and it's a great time to be a home seller in the world. It's so Also an excellent time to refinance if uh, you haven't done so yet. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so those, you know, as far as that goes, that has not changed in our in our our industry in our world for quite some time, and hopefully, will continue on. And things will, you know, the market is the market does what it does, and it'll continue to just roll on. So it's been kind of nice, though. We've, you know, historically, it's been such a roller coaster ride, and things have been pretty pretty steady, very calm, yeah. crazy but steady at yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. Greg and Joel um, have so many. I mean, it's amazing the stuff that Cardinal Financial offers for your clients, for your for your new new home buyers, for your your trade up buyers, for refinance. Um, so many different you know products really that you have. And I don't do you, is I know you came prepared. Is there which one do you want to talk about today? It's kind of a product spotlight. Well, I'm not sure. I'd say I'm prepared, but I'm going to go ahead and wing it anyways. Okay. So I wanted to kind of maybe do a product spotlight and. Uh, thinking about which products you know we sort of deal with the most often, or maybe which are the most beneficial, or which ones I want to really get information out about. Um, the one that came to mind first is a Freddie Mac program called Home Possible, and this is a program that was originally designed specifically for first-time home buyers. You don't necessarily need to be a first-time home buyer anymore, mm-hmm. but that tends to be who we use this program for most often. Um, and really, the the highlight of this program really just to and I'm give just a high level overview because there's you know I've got ten pages here I could read but it's it's not gonna you're not gonna remember it. The key thing with this program is that it it removes some of the barriers to home ownership for you know maybe your 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 low to moderate income people perhaps somebody who's just getting started in you know career you know first time home buyer mm-hmm. somebody who's currently renting sure maybe wants to to get into home ownership. We talk often about how you know you can buy a home. For the same price in a lot of cases, or even less than it costs to rent. Right. The real struggle for a lot of people becomes that down payment. Yep. So the number one thing with this program that I want to point out is that it offers a lower down payment requirement. So with this program, you can get into a home with as little as three percent down. 
similar to FHA where it's only 3.5%, but the difference here is that this still has sort of premium pricing. You're going to get you know lower interest rate. You're going to get lower down payment requirement. And also the, the mortgage insurance premiums are going to be lower than what they would be if you don't qualify for this program. Um, and that's the, the second thing I always like to talk about with this program. The things, the key things to qualify for this program, there's income limits. Mm-hmm. So essentially, um, you have to be at or below 80% of the median income, the area median income for, you know, the area where you're, where you're buying. Yeah. Okay. So seven county metro area or 11 county metro, however you want to look at it. Typically, that's going to be somewhere in like the 84,000 range. Um and again, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but a lot of times, and this is where, again, we talk about, you know, talk to your mortgage professional. We know what mm-hmm. we're doing. We'll help you figure these things out. What I always tell people is, you know, I'm going to figure out not only how much you qualify for, but which program is going to be the right fit for you and, and best suit your situation and needs. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't have to be a first-time home buyer. You, could, you can have owned a home before and still utilize this program if you fit some of the, the criteria. I, this is probably, and, and then I'll talk in a moment here about a sort of a program or a product that we have that, that ties in hand-to-hand with this, a, a grant program. But this tends to be probably the program that I use most for a conventional buyer. I don't know, how does that jive with what you're doing, Greg? Yeah, um, you know, I, I, my feedback on it is there's, there's several programs out there available to utilize. Um, a majority of them... It's a loan, and you got to pay it back if and mm-hmm. when you sell the property in the future. This program also, you know, pros and cons, right? Those those programs with the loans that you got to pay back typically have a higher interest rate because they're giving you money, right? So mm-hmm. you got to pay a set rate. Greg, Greg's talking about the Borrow Smart Grant program that that goes along with the home possible okay. mortgage. Right. Okay, right. just to clarify, when you're comparing different programs, you know, you want to see what your interest rate is. You know, mortgage insurance. Because essentially, if you can utilize a program that's going to get you lower rates, you know, yes, that other program may be giving you a little bit more money per se, but how much is that costing you? You have yeah. to look at the whole picture. So You mean nothing's free? Nothing's free, right? So <laughs> kind of, you know, to reinforce what Joel said, like you just, when you're utilizing programs, you want to look at all your options. You want to make sure you're working with someone that's giving you all your options so you can decide what's best. So, right. So right. now you, you mentioned this is a grant program. So, yeah. So Cardinal so, Financial, we're a pilot lender with Freddie Mac on a program called Borrow Smart. And Borrow Smart is essentially the the, the guidelines or requirements to qualify are, are they kind of mirror the home possible mortgage okay. I was mentioning. So there's income limits and, and things like that. But if you qualify for home possible, you're typically going to also qualify for So you, you for use these Smart. in conjunction. Yep. And then you, it, it's called a grant program. Is there a... It, is there a time limit that goes by where it does actually become a grant or how? No, so this okay. is unlike a lot of other programs where Greg was kind of, t- you know, sort of referencing some of the other down payment assistance programs where they're actually lending you money at a specific interest rate that you do have to pay back, mm-hmm. which, in, which, which are great programs for the right person. But a lot of times, you know, you're getting into a home in a negative equity situation then when you're putting 3% down and then borrowing 15000 mm-hmm. for a down payment. Right. So with this program, it's, 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 the dollar amount is lower, but... Um, depending on your income level, you'll qualify. And this also changed with COVID, I'll tell you. I'll touch on that in a minute. But either a $1,000 grant or $1,500, it just goes towards your down payment or closing costs. So it's it's just a way to get you a little bit extra cash. The only requirement, in, in addition to the home possible requirements, is that you have to do a – which, actually, it's not different because home possible also requires there's an education component. Okay. So the borrower has to go do an, a, either an in-person or online. Most often it ends up being an online mm-hmm. course. Um, just a home buyer education course. That's just been part of the a lot of first time home buyer programs, or you know, the, 
and programs like that, that's what they, that's one of the requirements is that you have, you attend a class. Yeah. And those classes really just kind of cover kind of the ABCs of, of the, the finances, right? So that people know what they're getting into and mm-hmm. also understand the ramifications of, you know, not making your payments or making late payments and things like that. So it's important that if you've not owned a home, you know, it's, although it's a requirement, there's really actually pretty good mm-hmm. information. So this program, Borrow Smart, requires that you have a home possible mm-hmm. mortgage in conjunction with it. And it just, you literally you take the course and you get the, the funds right at close. It goes towards your down payment and closing costs. Just- it sounds to me like it's a great road to home ownership. And, you know, for, for a young person or not even a not so young person, it doesn't really matter, but for somebody that to get them out of the rental pool and, and to become a homeowner. It's, yeah. And a quick yeah. question on the income limit, Joel, is that household or is that uh, so per person? It's only the household members who are on the loan. So okay. like for that's where I say a lot of times if we have a, a couple and they're just over the limit, I might do the loan in just one, one person's okay. name to get them into this program. Now that person's still going to be on the title and they're going to have ownership. They just aren't going to be on the loan. And that and then again, I don't I don't just say, hey, here's what we do. And I say, here, here's an option. Mm-hmm. Now, here's one way we can make this work because you want to make sure people are comfortable with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, because by not being on the loan, they're not, that isn't hitting their credit and they're not building. But, you know, in a lot of cases, it's a difference between, and one of the spots we see not only the interest rate, but the monthly mortgage insurance premium tends to be, you know, it could be in some cases $100 a month less on the payment. So mm-hmm. that's huge. When you, when you compare the two options, you know, most often it ends up being, um, the right, the right choice if they qualify. Okay. So I'd say, you know, but most often, like I said, if, uh, there's, there's different ways to get creative too. So like if I have, um, two borrowers where, you know, I could take one off, right. Well then maybe they don't qualify, but I, what I can do is I can sometimes use just base income for one of the borrowers, not using their commission or bonus or whatever. So there's different ways to get creative. And I usually try to find, you know, the solution that, that has sort of the, the path of least resistance and kind of keeps it as close to exactly what we, we started out looking for. Oh, that's great. And I would just say either way, you know, for our listeners, you know, if any of this is resonating with you and you have any questions, you know, do whatever you can to reach out to us, you know, via Facebook, whatever. Joel or I would love to, you know, help you out, answer any questions and, you know, see if you qualify as well. That's great. Yeah. The other thing I'll mention too, because the the Freddie Mac Home Possible Mortgage is similar to the the Fannie Mae Home Ready program. The reason I I tend to use Home Possible more often is because of this borrow smart component. Um, it's only available with the Home Possible program and only with certain lenders. I can I only know of one other lender in the uh, in Twin Cities that offers this program through Freddie Mac, the Borrow Smart Grant. So okay. Give us okay. a call. Good, good, good. Thank you, guys. That's it's that sounds like a great program. It does. It yeah, sounds like a really yeah, good. It program. sounds really good. So, and it's everybody's. Here's the thing. Also, everybody's financial picture is different. Mine to yours to yours to yours. So, get a hold of Greg. Get a hold of Joel. And and that this is one of many products that they have that they can take your again financial picture and what you where you're at in life and plug you into the mortgage that best fits your needs or refinance your house to better your needs so uh, thanks guys thanks a million Welcome back. Episode number 23, Twin Cities on the Move, uh, January 2021. It's good to be back as well. And thanks again to Country Financial, Tina Huynchandy, 651-846-8163. And the Insurance Warehouse, uh, 612-354-2040, myinsurancewarehouse.com. Justin, been asked this question my whole real estate career. How the heck do you get paid? (laughs) 
You know, it's it is. It's and it, just like million dollar listing. It you is. just sell one home and they give you a check for a million dollars and then you're done for the done year. Done for the year, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not not quite. But it is a bit of a shell game, you know, on how, how we get paid and, and we how do you explain it? How do you explain you know, maybe we should bring in a bring in a ringer here to help us explain it. Really. We have <laughs> yeah. our producer here at Minnesota Podcasting actually is quite a veteran in the Twin Cities real estate, Marshall Saunders. Um thanks for joining us with this one, Marshall. Hey, no problem. This this is great. There's been some lawsuits that have come up recently about, you know, and is is our industry as realtors and the MLS actually a monopoly? And and how does that play way into it? Um, the way that it currently is, is that when, um, I'll just use myself for an example, when I list a house, if you are my seller, I charge you a commission. And then out of that commission, I will pay an agent that comes with a buyer a percentage of that commission. Now, that is that's the way that it works is that um the the way that the lawsuit is structured is um that should a seller be paying the the buyer's agent who's coming to negotiate against the seller himself and that's a bit of a sticking point you know and I, what do you guys think about that it's complicated first of all you know none of this is based in law Correct. we're not talking about legal matters at all mm-hmm. uh the real st- realtor is a trade association that was started you know 100 yep. years ago or so and they set this whole thing up they said hey let's get together let's share our information mm-hmm. and create mls's and what is a mls multiple listing service where all the brokers because technically the broker owns the listing not Correct. the real estate agent yes so the broker puts it all into one database, all the information regarding a listing, and that allows a, an agent or a broker from another company, another brokerage, to sell that property. Justin, I know we have a, what's called a compensation disclosure as part of an if we If we write an offer, but that's still kind of too late in the game, you know, because we're not out, when you're out showing six houses to a client and they choose one, they only see the commission that you're going to receive on that one house that they happen to write an offer on because that's part of the paperwork when you write up a purchase agreement. So so the issue there is that the agent, if if they're going to represent their client properly, that commission amount doesn't matter. But we don't know, you know, from the consumer standpoint, maybe it does. You know, maybe there's an agent out there who's going to push you towards a house that's going to pay them a greater commission, right? Right now, there's a lawsuit in Houston. Because there was a new, and it was kind of this this perfect case scenario, because it was a new construction development. So all the homes were identical. So you could really see which ones were selling and which ones weren't. And the lawsuit is that the agents were steering people toward uh, better payouts. There were some that have lower payouts, sure. some that had higher. They were pretty much identical homes on identical lots, and that that's. That's the comment. Um, but, you know, of course, then the agent goes, no, you know, this one had better refrigerator. This one had, you know, a uh, 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 real wood floor rather than wood laminate. You know, like there, there's so many uh, things that go into. I guess the issue there, though, is that that conversation was never happening because the, the disclosure wasn't there. That's that's their argument. Why not have a rule that on every single home that an agent shows they must hand a piece of paper or deliver an email or whatever the form of communication is mm-hmm. that clearly states the commission. 
This might be a stupid question, but when you guys, like for example, when you have an open house and you print out the the property details, and I know it's it's a lot, oftentimes data that comes right directly from MLS. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. looked because I had never really cared, but is your commission no. on it, that it, it depends on no. which one you print. But if it's you, against the rules. Yeah. You, oh, that's to right. To give the the inter- so you could that's lose right. your that's MLS right. you could lose your realtor status if you give a non-member the member information you know as a potential home you know listing your home for sale like when are you having this conversation with your agent on what the percent is how it's going to be broken up cuz i i don't feel like i've ever had that discussion when i li- really really that's interesting because it, i re- when i have a listing appointment where i meet a potential seller i spend a chunk of time explaining exactly where your commission dollars are going to go and where that is and 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 when i list your house i list it for a percentage out of that percentage i will pay the buyer's agent this amount and and I may I try to make that extremely clear that here's the pie and here's how it's divided. Okay. And and as a consumer, I think that you need to you need to know that and I think you need to know that I okay, here's another scenario. And again, you I have had um there's a there's a uh guy in our industry um, that uh, is a real estate coach and he has come up with a, a scenario where I'll list your house for X amount of dollars and then we are or, or, or this will be my uh, the this will be the percent of the commission out of that we're going to pay the buyer's agent this amount now would you like to pay one percent more for the commission and then we give that to the buyer's agent and bump up that commission. And just like you said, as human nature being what it is, maybe that agent will try a little harder to sell our house. Is that ethical? I think it's totally ethical if it's a negotiation between the seller and the agent, Mm -hmm. right? But is it ethical then on the other end, a totally separate negotiation, a totally separate relationship? Is it ethical for the buyer's agent who is representing the buyer to to be more emphatic about a certain listing because they are being paid more. No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah, that's that's the easy question. But you, you can know? see how people could slip into that and then try to justify mm-hmm. their you know mm-hmm. lie their way out of it. But isn't it, it isn't it kind of interesting though that one realtor, a member of this association, where we are supposed to have certain ethical responsibilities, is saying, hey, if you offer more. This other member of the same trade association mm-hmm. that follows the same uh, moral code, they'll be more they'll interested in selling your home if you pay them more. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What, what currently, as it stands, because we don't see this information, what level of consistency is there? So if, for example, you list a home versus Justin listing a home, are you guys typically listing them? I mean, are the, are the commission, or that pie you talk about, mm-hmm. is it going to be about the same? Yes and no. It's changing. Yeah, that's it's, a great question. It's changing, you know. I um in 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 the last umpteen years, I have never changed my my commissions, you know, that I've charged. Um, they they remain consistent, and and even more important than that, I have never changed what I pay another agent. That's cha- that's remained a hundred exactly the same, and it's the high end of the scale. Um, Do you, are you willing to share what that is? Sure, sure, sure. I, I'll list your house. Um, I, I'll tell you my typical uh, fee to list your home is is six percent. 
out of that 6%, I will pay Justin coming with a buyer or any other buyer's agent 2.7%. Okay, it's kind of a 55-45 split. Because um, you paid for the photographs. Yeah, that's right? yeah, and then my marketing comes out of that 3.3%. I mean, Yard I, signs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I worked with a lot of buyers. So, I mean, I have another side to that argument. Like, I paid way more gas. I paid, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Spent but, more hours uh-huh. driving around. But, but that is the logic, though. You know, you have, you have the sign cost. Mm-hmm. You, first of all, you got that you got, customer. You made that listing yeah, in the for first you, place. Yeah, for you to sell. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, and there was a certain mm-hmm. amount of cost to that. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you know, you're a young man. You're 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 a you're a. Uh, you see all the gray hair, right? To me, you're a very young man. When I first started the business, everything was three point one five. Okay, three point one five, three point one five, three point one five. Because the standard, there's no set amount. Because if there's a set amount, uh, it's collusion or a mm-hmm. monopoly. Mm-hmm. However, within a brokerage. A brokerage can say, hey, we're a 7% brokerage. Mm-hmm. And all you agents that work for us, you have to charge 7%. That's legal. Mm-hmm. But but a Dyna Realty can't go to Remax Results and go, hey, let's just be 7%. That's, that's collusion. That's, that's collusion. That's a monopoly. But when I was first started, it was always 3.15. And these chiselers, these horrible people that they said horrible things about would offer a payout of 3%. Mm-hmm. And and it was just like there goes the market. Look yeah. at look at what you're doing. It's lowest common denominator. Well, there was enough people out there that that pressure went down to three percent, and then so then listings kind of dropped from like what was normally seven percent. They went down to six percent. Mm-hmm. You know, and as on mm-hmm. average, and the pre- but also I, I think too that. Part of the reason that the percentages dropped was because of the price of the home the went up. Were going yeah, up they're going they're going up. way up. Yeah, exactly. So that's part of it too. But now we're seeing the chiselers out again. Yeah, you know, two point two, two point three. You know, that's happening again as home prices are going up. The market's had over a hundred years to kind of refine the process, and it doesn't mean that it still needs some improvement. I think there needs to be a lot more transparency, especially on the buy side, like we talked about, telling buyers exactly what you're getting paid. Now, we do sign that compensation disclosure, but like you said, it's it's usually right when you're writing the offer, and they don't know what the other homes were priced at. No, they or, have no well, idea. The, what, what the, the commission was right. on those. With the 100 years that the market has had and, and gone through and kind of refined this process, we've become more productive. And some agents don't want to admit that. You know, we're we're selling more homes mm-hmm. because the technology and stuff, the days of driving an hour to have someone sign an amendment and then drive all the way back to the office. It's, now we can use digital signatures. We can email them and it's invite. Just, it's they generally can, easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're able to do mm-hmm. more um, in less time. Mm-hmm. And so that should continue to bring sure. the cost down. You would think. I mean, it seems to be the way it's going. Marshall can chip in on that. Well, let's talk about who pays the commission, though. Okay, so that because that's the crux. Yes, yeah. So, if you had, if you're a real estate agent and you have a buyer, let's just because math is hard. Let's not talk two point seven percent. Let's talk (laughs) just three percent. Okay, so you go out and you buy a three hundred thousand dollar home as a buyer. That three percent commission. That means the buyer side. You know, the sellers paying the seller side, but the buyer side is nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Who? How many customers would you have if every three hundred thousand dollar home you bought, the buyer literally had to write you a check 
for $9,000 to represent them. Right. Yeah. They couldn't afford it. No, they I couldn't mean, afford it. They're paying their down payment and they're paying their closing costs. Home ownership as just generally across the country would just dwindle. Let's say that you went to the seller and said, hey, listen, the buyer's paying their own commission. So will you uh, will you accept two ninety nine two ninety one? Uh, the the payout to the seller would be exactly the same mm-hmm. amount of money. Mm-hmm. Most sellers would be like, yeah, that's no problem. Doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. Same yeah. to me. So why, yeah. the exact same yeah. payout to me. So what that means is when the the buyer pays three hundred thousand, they are rolling that commission into the price of their home. So what you're referring to is the. the the common knowledge here is that the, the sellers seller pay the commission. The buyer pays not only their commission, right? but they pay, they the, pay seller's the seller's commission. commission. A lot of realtors use the terminology when they're working with buyers, like, oh, you don't pay my commission. Right, which is... And that's completely dishonest. Yeah. Right. And, and it's not even oftentimes coming from a dishonest point of view. No. They're not trying to dilute. Yeah. The realtor doesn't understand He doesn't, that. yeah. The realtor doesn't even get how this commission is paid. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, of course, they're going to not explain that properly to the buyer because they don't even understand it. The, the days that us being the guardians of the information are long gone, and we, we ought to let this piece go, too, you know, in my opinion. So... I don't know. All this makes me hungry, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> right? Where do you eat? I don't know. Where, where, where do you eat during the pandemics? You know, in my neighborhood, um, good old Longfellow Grill has always been good. They've been great for takeout. They're back open again um, as well. I know we've all been there and had a good time. Peppers and Fries has good takeout. Blue Door Pub is another one. Again, I t- hardly venture from my little radius of about a mile and a half. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. What about you guys, Justin? What's up? Where, where have you guys gone up in your neck of the woods? I'd like woods? to give a shout out to Donatelli's. That's an Italian restaurant that does a lot of carry out for us now or, or delivery. Um, but you can also stop in and I think their restaurant is back open, but they struggled a lot when they shut down the you know, the, the economy for a while. It's nice to see it opening back up. Um, there's uh, a lot of really cool spots in downtown uh, Matamidi that a lot of people don't know about, okay. like Wildwood Tavern and Gordy's. And- cool. Good. What about you, Greg? What's happening up in your, wherever the heck you live up there? Unfortunately, the I've become tundra. an indoor creature. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a DoorDash Prime or whatever it is, uh, the top level that you can be with them. Uh, I push buttons on my phone and food shows up 20 minutes Good. Later. Where are you getting it from? Uh, so we have a Devani's out there, mm-hmm. um, Willie McCoy's. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a shout out. There's a local restaurant. There's probably two main places that we order a lot of takeout from. I live up in Andover, a uh, place that just opened the summer. It, it's called Margie's Kitchen and Cocktails. It's a local family. Great. Open the, they opened at the worst possible time, you know, this past summer. And uh, they were sending out, you know, Facebook notifications and you could really see the community before they even opened kind of like rallying around them. Like they're mm-hmm. going to, you know, give Here them their patronage yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. And so we went in there right, right out. They were in the summer they opened and they were open for a while. We went in there. They've got a really unique rest or menu. It's, it's uh, like they do these flatbread pizzas that have like just like ingredients that you would never, ever expect. Like I got a pizza one time. It was like pepperoni and like jalapenos and honey. It was just like, and it was really good. So okay. all of their, then they've got like some great appetizers. They've got a steak skewer appetizer that I get. It's got like 10 different sauces you can choose from. Um, so that's, that's kind of, and they do every week they have different carryout specials. So you'll just see like the parking lot full 
one night they'll have, I think Tuesday nights, it's like four pizzas for 40 bucks. Nice. And you'll see these people just coming out with just stacks of pizzas all night. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank Marshall, thanks again for jumping in. And My pleasure. It was great to have you on, that's for sure. Also, I need to thank myinsurancewarehouse.com and Country Financial, Tina Winchandy. Thanks again for being our wonderful insurance sponsors. Give them a call anytime. Twin Cities on the Move, episode 23. Thanks for listening. This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson and Greg Rios are mortgage professionals with Cardinal Financial Company. You can find them online at cardinalfinancial.com. Cardinal Financial Company, NMLS 66247, is an equal housing opportunity lender and is not affiliated with REMAX results. Jill Benson's NMLS ID is 1064642, and Greg Rios' NMLS ID is 1505482. This show was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studio, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX Results, Cardinal Financial Company, or Minnesota Podcasting.